You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. And you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom. To go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ. To be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You are not made to make excuses. It's time for you to take extreme ownership for your life all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. Hey everyone, welcome to the Seeking Excellence Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Crankfield. Very excited to be with you today with my man, Noble Gibbons. Noble, what's going on, homie? What's up, bro? It's great to see you. Likewise, man. Big NC. Great to be on the same deal with you, man. Here we are. Yeah, getting after it together. We love to see it. Little double dose, the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? Bringing in a lot of heat. This will not be a low energy podcast episode. Probably the most, the highest energy podcast episode we've ever had. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to really maintain my speaking speed because sometimes when I get excited, I talk really fast, and it's always a complaint of people. So you get me really excited. So I got to be very intentional and mindful of that today. But it's great to have you. So obviously, you, you, and and your wonderful wife, wife Kathy, run the EQ for Entrepreneurs, which is a podcast website. It's a movement, really. And so EQ, I know, is something that you've taught me a lot about, especially over the last couple of years, especially over the last six months. But, uh, you know, in Seeking Excellence, one of the things we, we really emphasize is these seven pillars of excellence and how the pillars are really intertwined with one another. And emotional is one of the pillars, emotional excellence. And so I think that especially within the church, but just in general, people ignore it. You know, you and I both fellow uh, former 82nd dudes, former Ranger school grads. And, um, you know, just like that's an area where people obviously really neglect that. But I'm excited to just kind of unpack some of that stuff with you today. So would you first just kind of break down a little bit of your life story and kind of your journey to like understanding the importance of, of EQ and all that? Sure. So let me start off. So emotional, emotional intelligence, kind of the, the, the formal definition is comprised of four different aspects. So one involves self and the other half involves social. So it's self-awareness and self-management, social awareness and social management or relationship management. And to be emotionally healthy, you really need all four of those working in, in conjunction with each other. What happens many times and in many cases is some people are, are, healthier or, or more intelligent in, in one or two of those areas, right. but will be lacking in, in some of those other areas. And for me, I, I have been like the emotional clue bus drove by my crib, bro. And I, I'm like, <laughs> see ya, you know, right. I, yeah. I, I, I just watched it drive on by. Maybe next time. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> right. 
and, and, and it, you know, kind of our, our emotional foundations, the foundations for our emotional health starts in our childhood. Mm-hmm. And how many of us, you know, at, at least in America, I don't know, you know, you've probably got listeners and stuff all over the world, but at least in America, there are not, or at least, especially back in my old school days, there are not many homes, many families that raise their children with emotional training, with emotional health training and that, right. I know I didn't get it. I definitely didn't get it. Like we, in, in our home, to, to again, to kind of get back to your answer, I mean, your question, in my house, I grew up in a house where, you know, my mom's a little Hispanic lady and I, I love her. I'm so thankful for her. My dad was a big, giant white guy. And and so I'm a Mexican, not a Mexican. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what? What? So, so my, mom, my mom raised me speaking Spanish. But... Um, you know, in our house, we, we yelled at each other, right? So when we were getting in, I call it IFFs, Intense Family Fellowship. What, what? We would just yell at each other. And whoever right. yelled the loudest won. And then we'd, we'd, we'd storm off into our respective corners of the house, come back 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour later, and literally, bro, act like nothing ever happened. So right. yeah. we, we have all this, this emotional conflict and emotional injuries, bro that gets mm-hmm. built up and built up and built Those up wounds. over our, the, our childhood. And, and so I learned, I learned how to do two things. I'm a, I'm a dude, I got, a, I could get PhDs. I could write books on two things, how to stuff and avoid your emotions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I am T trained in that. And how to get really excited. That's right. That's right. You'd also, you also and, got a PhD in that. That's right. And so, you know, t- take that into my adult life, bro, being a, you know, infantry officer in the 82nd Airborne Division, you know, uh, being in leadership positions, stressful environments. And, and, and bro, how much do we, <laughs> you talk about emotions and feelings in the All 82nd. the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> it's the top priority. It's in the 82nd eight, I think. <laughs> That's right. It's like right. third. Did emotional health right after PT, right? Right. Boom. Physical PT. fitness. There's airport operations. Emotional health. I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. In fact, I think that was one of the the sections of school. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I remember that. It mounts. Hey, hey Rager, how, how are you feeling today? Right. right. <laughs> are you? Are you feel like you're processing your emotions well? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's you got right. A, You got a no go. How did that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And so, yeah. right. And so, like shit. It made me feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> very simple answer. <laughs> yeah, very That's straightforward. Right. Yeah. right. And so growing up in this environment, so my, my, again, my childhood, but then going into the military, which obviously, you know, I went to West Point. They didn't care about emotions and feelings there. No. Don't care about emotions and feelings in the 82nd. And so I found myself well into adulthood, dude, literally up until a handful of years ago being emotionally clueless and and not even realizing that that, I mean, not even realizing that world even existed and not, not realizing the, the, the massive, massive impact that being emotionally clueless has had in my life. Right. Every area, bro, all seven of your pillars, right? All seven of them. It get affected by that. You know what I'm saying? Cause here's the deal. We all have emotions. It's like, Make a decision without your blood type. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like you can't make a decision yeah. without your emotional grid. Even for my sure. hardcore logical analytical people, they don't realize it, but how the brain is even wired, 
all our decisions and stuff flow through our emotional part of our brain before it hits our logic and analytical side of our brain. So even the hardcore analytical logical guys, they still, we all, you can't avoid our emotional makeup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't neglect it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's, it's so important. It's so real. It's really cool to hear about your journey and your story of, you know, just kind of coming to realize how important it is. One thing that's really interesting, you know, and just you saying that, and it's obviously what we want to talk about a lot today is how it affects all these different areas of our lives. But, you know, a lot of times when I explain seeking excellence to people, especially people within the church, their first, their first thing that they kind of catch on is, yeah, because your faith affects every area of your life. And I'm like, what I'm trying to get you to understand is that all of these areas affect every area of your life. You know what I mean? That these are all intertwined with one another. It's not just, it's true. And I want people to know that your faith is meant to be practical and applied and drawn into every area of your life. It's not just an hour on Sunday, right? But your emotions, your mental health, your physical fitness, your finance, you know, like all of these different pillars affect all the areas of your life. There's nothing that's not going to overlap into every other thing, every other thing. And that's so, right. yeah, dude, it's tough, but just kind of waking people up to that is so, so important. It's so well, important. It, it, so check this out. This is a perfect, this is a perfect example. How many Christians do you know? How many Christians do you know are emotionally immature? There's a truckload. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's Most, a truckload of them. You could say, yeah. and, and dude, and forget about like Joe Schmo from the from, from you know from the Alamo Christian, like <laughs> right. you know, a guy like me, like, hey, I'm just a little, you know, I just go to church, or whatever. I'm talking leaders, bro. Right. How about pastors and priests and bishops and all the other fancy names that they have? Yeah. Dude, there's some there's some some folks out there in the church with low EQs. And, yeah. and again, the, the consequences of that are, is huge. So as much as faith impacts our life, dude, our emotional life also impacts our faith. Right. Absolutely. And so talk to me a little bit more about the, the, four, the four different types of, of EQ and kind of what those mean. So the self-management and self-awareness, like how did, what, what does that look like? Okay. You know, practically so, speaking. So, so here's a, here's a, this is great. That's a great, great question. So I'll use me as an example. I'm the poster child of like, again, what, <laughs> what, what a low EQ has looked like crush for, it. <laughs> for most of my life. So because I have been, I, I'm a recovering people pleaser addict. Mm. Which and, is so common. I think today it's growing, and, and, you know? Right. Right. And so, so here's how that plays out in, in emotional intelligence in terms of self-awareness and self-management. So I have been, it's kind of funny, but throughout my life, I have been pretty, I would say I, I've got a, a high, uh, I'm sorry, not self. Well, yeah, a little, it, it applies to self-management too. I've had a high social awareness, but what's been funny is that the, the, the irony is, my my uh, my high awareness of social of social awareness has come from an unhealthy place right from from being a people pleaser addict mm-hmm. right so so we can be good in an area for an unhealthy reason so that so that was that was one aspect now okay here so that's the, in terms of the social stuff now in terms of the self the self stuff two two things so i have been totally unaware like like self unaware of my emotions and feelings literally all up until a handful of years ago where you know when we started this journey i remember kathy 
dude, I remember one time, literally, out of the blue, I'm sitting on the couch, talking to this other couple, and, out of, and, and with Kathy's or two, and out of the blue, dude, I start to cry. Bro, I, like, <laughs> really? Bro, mid sentence, <laughs> waterworks, right? Airborne Ranger, all this stuff, tax, right? Like, boom, waterworks. Not a small fella. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> a lot of real estate, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of tacos, yeah. Right. 84% made to tacos. That's right, that's right. <laughs> And so uh, I've never, never been food prejudiced, bro, ever. <laughs> I'm not a food racist, bro. You know when I was there a couple weeks ago, we had a little bit of everything for sure. I think I had like coffee cake, donuts, chicken wings. That's we right. did have some salad, though. There was salad. That's right. And That's margaritas. <laughs> the world's best five-star margaritas. Yeah, we're learning. We're learning. That's right. And so, you know, being clueless emotionally um, – you know, so so after I started crying, Kathy's like, "Dude, like, what what's up?" And I'm like, "I I I have no idea." I'm like, <laughs> I, "I I have so no wild. idea why the water ducks are going right now." I've yeah, no your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> and she said, and she said, "Okay, well, let's start with this one." And she's great with asking me questions, which is helpful in helping somebody develop their EQ. Is asking questions, high mm. quality questions. And she asked me, she said, "Well, well, let's start here. Let's start at ten thousand feet." Are you feeling happy or sad? Right? Mm-hmm. That's like EQ 101, bro. Kindergarten yeah. level. Anybody can identify those two. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know the answer. Really? Dude, I did. I honestly, I'm like, I, I honestly don't, I have no idea what's going on. Right? So wow. that's a, a practical example of being clueless, you know, with my, my self-awareness. And then here's the other thing too. So how this plays out practically is, Okay, so there's what, what there's a there's a term called emotional hijacking, and that's an actual term mm-hmm. where we get we get our emotion, all the chemicals and stuff that our emotions right. like flood our system. The brain releases a truckload of these, and and what happens is the brain does that and puts us in this whole fight or flight mode, this survival mode. Yeah. Well. And what and, and, and as a result of, of our system getting flooded with all these these emotional chemicals, the chemicals that produce emotions, we we physiologically, this is this is science, we physiologically get dumber. Wow. Because, because now all our faculties are only focused on two things, fight or flight. So all the ability to process analytically, logically. Mm. Uh, system systematically all that stuff is right. out the window it's gone right it is just fight or flight and so what happened previously again to my emotional growth journey is i would get slammed with flooded with all these emotions and stuff at random times there'd be mm. random triggers and stuff from all my emotional injuries in my childhood and adulthood and stuff right. that i've never dealt with i've never worked on never worked through and now I'm flooded. So I'm flooded with all this. So I'm emotionally hijacked. So now the way I look at it is like, now I'm no longer driving. I'm no longer in the driver's seat. The, the emotions are driving. So now the emotional management, right? Well, once that happens and, and, and I've allowed my, my system to get flooded with all those emotions and I'm emotionally hijacked, dude, it's, it's a very scary and dangerous thing to be emotionally hijacked and have no self-management. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're, you're completely at the whim of the chemicals going on, like you're, you're yeah. like, 
Basically an animal. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it, dude, it's very, that's exactly yeah. very close. Right. Yeah. And so what happened was I had, there were a few years ago, what kind of started this whole journey is I yelled at my wife of 24 years. I yelled at her probably three times in a period of, of, of three or four weeks, a month or so. And I, I've never yelled. Right. And so she said, so she's like, dude, three things. Number one, don't ever yell at me again. <laughs> right? That's a good first point. Yeah. Right? Number one. That's a good one to lead with. Yeah. Number two, when her love language is, is, is quality time with communication, right? So she's extra sensitive in that area. Plus, I'm, yeah. obviously it's not, I, I shouldn't be yelling at her period, but just she's right. extra sensitive. So number one, don't ever yell at me again. Number two, <laughs> you've never yelled at me before. Yeah. So number three, you clearly have something wrong with you. Right. Yeah. Like something's up. Something's up, dude. That's great reasoning. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, man. So after I'd calmed down and, and stopped being Incredible Hulk and, you know, <laughs> King Kong, right. I, I, I turned back into Bruce Banner and I'm like, wow, what look around and see the, the wreckage, the emotional wreckage of me yelling. Right. Yeah. And so, and so I'm like, okay, well, man, I, something is clearly up. So she tells me these things. I'm like, man, you're right. Like I, this, this is jacked up. And so boom, we went to counseling you know, family counseling and this dude's like, bro, let me introduce you to this revolutionary new concept called emotions and feelings. <laughs> and so that kind of started the journey, but that's from a practical standpoint, right. that's what it looks like. And then I didn't mention the social awareness. There are a lot of people again in the church, in leadership, in business, bro, that Absolutely. they're socially clueless. They're, they're, they make the weird comments and the Maybe weird in the army. Of- <laughs> perhaps that's right that's yeah. right yeah so, no yeah dude that's wild and so how did you start to develop that like what was the journey so like in a moment and i'm sure it wasn't that you couldn't ever tell if you were happy or sad but in that moment you know you talked about where you break it down you didn't know whether you were happy or sad like how did you start to because i think that's something that's really important and one of my favorite things about eq is you know like the the feelings wheel or like the emotions wheel and just like teaching people to be able to really identify like the more specific you can get it's kind of like talking to a doctor or talking to uh you know getting spiritual counsel like the more specific we can get here the better we're going to be able to help process the situation and work through the problem and so how did you get to the point where you started to be able to really go deeper into understanding how you were feeling and processing that so i'm still working on that sure uh, uh, still very much in our journey and that our podcast eq for entrepreneurs is literally me and Kathy sharing our emotional growth journey real time. So it's not right. coming from this place. Like I've got three PhDs in EQ. Figured it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's we're we're on the journey. So, so, so number one is you, you, being intentional. You, you got to be intentional, w- whatever you want to work on or grow in, you've got to be intentional in that area. You're not going to, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and, and right. all of a sudden my jujitsu black belt. I've, I've got to be intentional with whatever. So that's number one is you got to be intentional. Number two is, you know, what, what I encourage people to do is to, is to begin doing and making a regular practice in their daily lives, some emotional exercises, mm. some exercises to help you grow in the area of your emotions. For example, here's one exercise that I recommend to people. And this is, I got this from one of the counselors I, uh, that, that we were spending a lot of time with. He said twice a day, and, and the more the better, but minimum twice a day. So morning right. and evening, you you and your family, if, you're, if you've got a family, if you're single, do it with one of your buddies, a homie, whatever, and just check in. Hey, hey, how are you feeling today? What, what, what's, 
or, or, or even actually you do this, you take that emotion wheel, you just Google emotion wheel, or we have it on our, on our podcast too, but you just Google it emotion wheel and you'll, there's all kinds of charts and stuff on emotions. Yeah. And it's, you, you play a fun game. So you pull out the emotion wheel, you can even close your eyes and just boom, like a spot on the map and say, okay, now where, what emotion am I pointing at? Well, it's, it's fulfilled. We'll say fulfilled the emotion of fulfilled feeling fulfilled. And, and then you say, okay, the most recent time I felt fulfilled mm. is when I did an interview with John Lee Dumas on my podcast, right? For example. And, and then you say, <clears throat> the earliest time I felt fulfilled was when I scored my first basket in basketball in playing fifth grade basketball or right. whatever, right? So and you, you want to do the bookends. You want to do the most recent time and the earliest time. And, and really the, the guys recommend, the counselors recommend to do it like sometime, you know, from childhood to high school or, or even 17 or 18. So somewhere in the, that time period for early mm -hmm. time. Not like, well, the earliest time I remember feeling fulfilled was like two years ago. Like, no, try to take it back as, as early as you can. And the reason why, because I'm like, dude, why would you do that? It's to, it's to build a mental file in your brain for what feeling fulfilled feels like. So you can become more familiar with, with these different emotions and stuff. And, and, and here's another way to tell kind of someone's emotional intelligence is what is your emotional vocabulary? Mm -hmm. Literally, yep. how many words do you know? How many for expressing how, how you feel words do you even know? Yeah. Right. And so, you know, infantry is like, Oh, you know, who, you know, <laughs> airborne you know, right? yeah <laughs> so, a lot of four-letter words yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah. it's just kind of how many how many four-letter words do we get to that's kind of where you know you're out on the paint scale you know yes yes <laughs> so wild. just you know doing but, but doing that exercise every day now here's a, a caveat to that is that you can't use the other person that you're talking to in the example of that emotion so let's say I hit anger, right? Let's say that was the, <laughs> the most recent time I, I, I Kathy felt, may be angry. <laughs> I was talking to Nathan and, you know, Nathan said, you know, we're at, right. And so now you get in this big right. fight. So the whole thing. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good rule. <laughs> that's right. I could see how that would help. Yeah. <laughs> a conversation. yeah that's exactly right. That's that right. Outstanding. So, you know, and then the other practical thing I would say is journaling. Yeah, sure. Journaling is the other thing too. Mm. Journal. So when, when I'm, I mean, and this is stuff I'm still working on and stuff to developing into habits, right. but man, I'm flooded. I can tell, man, I'm, I'm working on something. My brain's going on something I'm like, man, what am I feeling is start it just, just journal, write that stuff down and don't judge your thoughts. Just vomit it. Just mm -hmm. angry, sad, depressed, frustrated, disappointed, reject, right? Whatever that is, just put them all down. Just let it out. Yeah. And then, and then this next phase of that journaling process, once you write those emotions down, then take, and this is all stuff that we talk about and we talk about in our course that we're launching next week is, is now allow yourself to feel each one of those emotions. So let's say you wrote down five, 10 emotions, anger. Okay. Take one minute, set your watch alarm, set your alarm, whatever. Give yourself 30 seconds to a minute to feel what anger feels like. What does it feel like? What does being angry feel like? And then where do you feel it? Do you feel it in your chest? Do you feel it in your throat? Do you feel it in your face? Is it in your belly? Where do you feel anger? Okay, so you give yourself a minute, 
Okay, now rejected is my next emotion. Okay, well now give yourself a minute to feel what rejection feels like, right? Mm -hmm. And where are you feeling it? Oh man, rejection, I'm feeling that in my belly or my chest, you know what I mean? So that's, those are a couple practical yeah. things to do. That's awesome. <laughs> I can imagine how that would really just, yeah, I mean, rocket launch your, your ability to understand yourself and develop that self-awareness. It's going to be wild. How do you feel like, so then that's, that's great. I think that's some really, really powerful stuff in, in as, as far as self-awareness, self-management goes, how have you grown in your social awareness and social management? Because I think one of the things that's interesting with that is, you know, like, what is the perspective? Obviously there can be a, 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 a fear, I guess, of like becoming manipulative when you're thinking about like managing somebody else's emotions you know, like manipulation is part, like that's part of that, right? Like there's a lot of people out there who are manipulating people playing to that and playing to their emotions. So how do you, like what's healthy social management look like? Dude, that's huge. And, 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 and to, to directly hit that thing that you just said, we have three podcast episodes on the dark side of emotional intelligence. Yep. To be aware of. Which are great. Know, I've listened to those, yeah you know, those, those people that, that do misuse emotional intelligence, uh, you know, and, and yeah. So, so, which is another reason why it's so important to, to become self-aware so that you can self-manage when you are also socially aware of somebody trying to socially manage you mm. with EQ, right. And, and AKA manipulate, that's why self-awareness is so important. We, we allowed ourselves to be, you know, in, in, in some toxic environments for a long, long time to be, you know, kind of emotionally controlled and manipulated. And the reason that, you know, the reason that, that, that and do for two decades, but because right. I was not self-aware, I, I was not, and I wasn't socially aware. And so, and when you become self-aware and socially aware, that allows you, the self-awareness piece allows you to start creating some healthy boundaries, which mm -hmm. is another massive, massive aspect of EQ that I feel everyone should, should develop. And there's a great book called Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud yep. that I highly recommend. And so then another book's called Changes That Heal, also by Dr. Henry Cloud. That, that talk about the concept of, of boundaries, but that's critical so that in relationship, you don't violate any, because I, I violated a ton of boundaries too. Right, sure. Because again, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even know there was a concept called boundaries. Again, in my household, dude, we had no boundaries. There was no boundaries. Right, nothing. Home, right? And so growing up, again, what's that look like as an adult? Well, that, that looks like some very unhealthy relationships. And so Self-awareness and social awareness allow you to, to begin to create some healthier relationship boundaries so that you don't violate anyone else's boundaries, but you also don't allow anyone to violate your own boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's big. Yeah. Uh, the book, I mean, the book boundaries is, is fantastic. And I think boundaries is something that are so important for people to understand because especially people who are highly engaged in their faith, there's this desire i think there's a lot of people pleasers who come out of that because they have the heart to want to do good they have the heart to want to serve other people and it feels like you can't put a limit on that you know it's like well but you have to recognize that like there was times where i mean scripture tells us about jesus retreating to the mountains to pray you know like there was a time where he was like no more healings today <laughs> you know like no more no more miracles we're, we're done yeah like he called it 
He's like, we're closing shop, <laughs> you know, I'll see you tomorrow. And he had to go do his thing. Dude, that's, that's such a huge point, especially in ministry because, or, and, and you know, I, you know, obviously we saw it in the military all day too, or they're, they're mm-hmm. married to the military or I've seen, <laughs> yeah, sure. I've seen in ministry, people married to their ministry that absolutely they get so busy doing the work of the Lord that they miss the Lord of the work. Mm. Right. And like, Oh, well, look at how many mission trips I've done or how many I've got my, it's, it's the same thing, right? All my badges and badges, tabs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. Look how many days I fast or look at how holy and righteous I am or, or whatever. Uh, but it's like, dude, you, you're missing, you're missing the whole, whole point here. And, and, and again, being self-aware will, will help you be like, okay, this is, this is not healthy. I'm not being healthy right now in, in my relationship with the Lord, in my relationship with others, in my faith, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I'm absolutely overdoing it. So how, how do you feel like this emotional growth journey has helped you in your own spiritual life to grow closer to God? Bro, they, they, like it's, it's, uh, it's been life changing, bro. It has been life changing because for many years, my relationship with God was 100% performance based. Mm. 100% bro. I was, I, I, I never cussed. I never drank. I, I, I was the literally modern day Pharisee and Sadducee, right? I prayed more than you. I read the Bible more than you. I knew more Bible verses than you. And boy, I, I, I carried that sucker around, you know what I'm saying? Like, a, you, like a, you, yeah, right. And, and obviously that's not what God's about, bro. Like that is not, God is not about how many Bible verses, you know, or how right. many days you've been to church or, you know, but, it, but that's my relationship was totally works based performance based. Wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I love the, the story when, when um, all the Pharisees and Sadducees brought the, the, the um, adult, the prostitute or the adulteress, mm-hmm. right? I love that story because, boom, they all came like, oh, yeah, we, we got Jesus now. We bust this lady. It's like it's a double whammy. We got both of them back. It's a the twofer. Ground. Yeah. It's a twofer, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and then, boom, slicky boy Jesus, man. You never mess with old Jesus, bro, because you know, what, what's he do, right? He takes a knee. He's mix it up. Right, he takes a knee, yeah. starts, you know. Starts I, I got something for you, yeah. <laughs> oh, right, and 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 what and you know what, what's he say? Like, which one of you McFlies without sin, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, oh snap, right? Oh, nobody, yeah. <laughs> and and then and so boom, so he drops the nuke on on all those guys, and then and then what's he do? What's he do to to this this evil? prostitutes like oh this terrible oh evil like right how many churches bro would have like assassinated her right yeah maybe not physically but like oh you're a terrible pro like get out of our church you know you're like you're a bad you're a sinner right what did jesus say to her (laughs) hey where are your where are your accusers at like right what happened (laughs) yeah Oh snap! You know, man. You know, she's probably crying, terrified, embarrassed, ashamed of stuff. Hey, go go and sin no more. Yeah. Right. He didn't beat her with a stick. He didn't rear naked choke her. He didn't. Arm <laughs> <all the thing. laughs> yeah. Bro, yeah. There was like, there's no domestic abuse. <laughs> you know what I'm there's no domestic abuse, bro. He he demonstrated love in 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 that way. But but love and like so boom what. Wait, what? Let me bust it out, bro. What? Truth, right? So he gave her truth. Yep. He didn't say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. 
He didn't yeah. say that. <laughs> Certainly not, yeah. Right? So, but he, so he busted out truth, but he did it with grace. Yeah. Right? He did it with grace, right? Truth and grace. And I think so many Christians, we, we, like, sometimes we're on either side of that. Like, we're all truth and screw your grace, or we're all grace and screw your truth. Right, no truth. Jesus is like the perfect balance, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so real. Yeah, no, I can imagine. I can't. Yeah, I can imagine how much going from a workspace to a love-based relationship with God would probably transform your life in a big way. Yeah. Totally, bro. Totally. Yeah, that's got to be huge. And so, talk to me a little bit. I know another another place has been transformed through this journey has been your marriage. And so, how have things grown with with Kathy since you guys oh, have started bro, to forget about it, take it more I mean, bro? We we. I mean, we. I think we probably almost gotten divorced a few different times mm-hmm. right because of our own emotional dysfunctions right we had some pretty pretty significant you know uh ungodly beliefs and i had some significant ungodly beliefs and, and emotional uh injuries and, and all that kind of stuff and so dude you know you you man this is going to sound this may sound sacrilegious here a little bit but let me just say it maybe for shock effect, but Send also it. there's truth to it. You, you, you can't, okay, this is just in my opinion now. Okay. So here's my disclaimer. I'm not a priest. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a <laughs> psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I, I don't play one on TV. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, in, in my opinion, you can't out spiritualize emotional injuries Mm. so again i just think of all the 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 emotionally immature pastors and preachers and priests out there dude who reads the bible more than they do who prays more than they do who fasts more than they do and they're still chuckleheads (laughs) so so for me like I've seen that before. Yeah. You can't fast and pray and read your Bible to emotional health. Now, mm. this is totally my opinion now. I, Very similar to how you can't do that to physical health. All right. right. And, and then sometimes mental health. You know what I mean? I think that's so real. Yeah. Jesus, t- while I'm eating Ben and Jerry's on my taco, help me lose 40 pounds. <laughs> All right, because I prayed. Yeah. I'm praying and fasting, God, like, help me lose 40 pounds. Like, what? I can't believe it, God. Like, where's, like, prayer doesn't work because I haven't lost 40. No, right. McFly, you got a cheeseburger in Come your on, face. Come on, homie. Yeah, you got to do better. You got to do your part. Absolutely. So I feel like, like, this, like, you have to be specifically working on and intentional about growing your emotional health. And, and dude, it's going to impact every area. Because here's another thing, too. How do you view God? A lot of times, my, my, how did I get this work-based relationship with God? Where did it come mm-hmm. from? Right? Do, do I? Because a lot of times, we view God through our emotional window. Right. And a lot of times, we view God, our, our, our view of God develops from our father. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Our actual father, like our physical father. Well, guess what? What percentage of families nowadays have emotionally healthy fathers. Yeah, like, well, I mean, what percentage of them have fathers at all? And then the emotionally healthy, yeah, it's got to be, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine. You, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, we, it's awful. We have these jacked up views of God and, and well, it's because, it's because we're, 
you know, emotionally injured, fragile, broken people. Right. Right. And so we have, you know, we wonder why people hate God. Like, dude, I'm not surprised at all with, with as much pain and, and suffering that we hurt cause each other with. And like you said, with our family, the, the, the dysfunctional level of our family, the family unit in our, in our world right now, mm -hmm. dude, I'm not surprised at all that we have this very distorted and perverted view of God. It's because we're all emotionally unhealthy and that's what we're viewing. We're viewing God through this, through our little emotional unhealthy window. That's like, Oh yeah, no, I don't want any of that because yeah, that looks really bad and scary and mm -hmm. mean and look at all the people he's killed. And you know, he, you know, he, God's allowed COVID and you know what I mean? Like all this yeah. stuff, bro. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I can imagine that had to be wild. And yeah, I mean, it's been really cool just to see, you know, how much you, you and Kathy, how much it just transformed everything for you guys. It's really, really baller. And so another one, you know, is, is the physical health. So how do you feel like it's impacted your, your fitness and physical, physical growth journey? Bro, I got some good news, bro. I got some good news, man. I have no doubt. I just dropped on my Facebook page last Friday. So a week ago, I lost 30 LBs, bro, in two months. Wow. Yeah, you've been on the grind. Two months, bro. Listen, a sanguine doing a diet or whatever for two months is like 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For me to be consistent at anything in terms of a lifetime of that, ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so, so that's a victory by itself. The fact that I got two months into it. So my buddy of mine, I've been doing this intermittent fasting thing. My buddy got me on this intermittent fasting thing, but dude, I've tried hundreds of diets and all this stuff that I'm sure they all work, but because I wasn't emotionally healthy, Mm -hmm. I always, I'd go back to my old tendencies, which is self-sabotage. So as yep. soon as I lost five, 10 pounds, Oh, look, I can't. And, and because for me, one of the things I've struggled with my most of my life is being unworthy and no value, no self image, you know, self condemnation, self hatred. And like, wait, I can't, I can't be healthier. I can't look better. I can't feel better because I'm not worthy to. That was mm -hmm. another thing with my relationship with God man, I, Hey God, don't give me blessings, bro. You can skip me because you just don't know how big of a sinner I am. Right. You wow. Don't know how you don't, you have no idea, God, how jacked up I am. Right. Like, which so, is madness. Yeah. It's pure you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy talk. So Absolutely. Wait, wait, so wait, wait. So no, but you're saying that my son, Jesus was, is not enough for you. Is that, is that what you're telling me? Like, that my son, yeah. you need more. I underestimated. it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. God, you fell short, bro, with Big Poppy. I got, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, like, right. But that's, but those are the emotional stories. Those are the stories I was telling myself, which again, affected everything. Affected, again, my faith, my, my physical stuff. So I, I was never, I even though I'm an athlete, like I'm a legit athlete in a fat guy body, right? I'm an athlete. <laughs> But I've just, boom, self-condemnation, self-hatred. I don't have any value. I don't deserve to be healthy. I don't deserve to be in shape. Right. So, wow. Just, now that I'm getting healthier emotionally, I'm down 30 LBs. I've been tracking hardcore consistent in my Brazilian jiu-jitsu game. And now that I'm down 30 LBs, my jits game has gotten a lot better. Um, so it's, it's dude, it's, it's absolutely impacted me health-wise tremendously. And now that's all without you know, I can't only, I can only imagine what, like how my blood has improved and my, you know, cholesterol. And right. All yeah. The, the actual stats. Yeah. The health stats. 
That's, that's awesome, man. And that's, that's, that's a place I think we get emotionally hijacked a lot, you know, when you don't have that awareness and you can't really just kind of gauge and feel where you're at. I, you know, I've heard you use the, the kind of like dashboard analogy before and how we can have like, that's what I think, that's what I think of is, is my favorite analogy of self-awareness of having those dashboards kind of flashing and you're kind of like, Oh, this is what I'm, this is like what I'm feeling right now. You know, you get these warning signs and it's like, imagine if you had a car dash and it was just like, random lights like they weren't actually like a tire or you know what I mean like a, an oil can like it was just like random things and it would just be like you have no idea like something's flashing a lot and it's making a loud noise but I have no idea what it is like that's that's gonna knock you off from any goal that you set anything that you set out to do whether it's praying every day working out every day improving your relationships you're gonna get emotionally hijacked and you have these things going off you have no idea why you can't operate the car it's like, what are you supposed to do 100 yeah. that's exactly right Man, it's wild. So tell us a little bit more. So like closing it down with, with professional slash like leadership, like what is kind of the overall message that you guys are, are putting out there with EQs for entrepreneurs and, and the movement you guys are creating? And this so, new course that we got, we got launched in here soon. Yeah, new course. And, and for those who maybe want to check it out, it's, it's, um, it's an eight-week course. And it's, it's called eqforentrepreneurs.com forward slash EQA. And, and that's, that's for EQ Accelerator to kind awesome. of accelerate, jumpstart your emotional health, your emotional intelligence. And, you know, we, you know, of course, our, our, it's called EQ for entrepreneurs, but it, it is for if you are a leader, if you're an influencer, oh, yeah, it's, for everybody, yeah, it's valuable for everyone. You have to be an entrepreneur to go through the course. But the, here's the other thing, too, that we haven't really hit on yet is, is the professional side. So now that you're asking this question, man, like, like it's, it's hard. That's why I'm so passionate about this is because, this whole EQ journey has impacted every single area of my life. It's not, not just, not just one area. It's every area, including business stuff, dude. I, we wouldn't have started our podcast if, if I hadn't gotten emotionally healthy, because again, well, no one, this is all my stories. No one wants to hear what I have. I've got nothing to add to people. I have no value to add to people. Mm -hmm. I have no uniqueness. I have no gifts or skills or talents. No one's going to listen to it. Uh, 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 right. Those are all the stories that I've been doing for decades, bro. And so now that I've gotten emotionally healthier, boom, no, no, wait, that's, that's right. And I love this analogy, the hundred dollar bill, right? So if, if, you know, what's the value, if I hand you a hundred dollar bill, what's the value of that hundred dollar bill? hundred bucks, right? Yep. <laughs> if, I, if I, if I squish it up and crunch it and throw it on the ground, What's the value of that $100 it's a hundo. bill? Yeah, still $100. Yeah. $100 bill. So even though we're all broken, we're all injured, we're all hurt, all this stuff, our value is still priceless. Mm -hmm. God made us. We're all priceless. And so, you know, now that I'm, I'm, I'm practically and emotionally able to, to receive that, now my business lid, our business lid is able to, is to grow tremendously. Uh, and the other dynamic too, huge professional dynamic is, so number one, now I'm feeling, you know, worthy and able and capable and valuable to, to put out and contribute, put out great content and, and, and contribute to the world uh, that, that I, that I want to, to be able to contribute to, but also now I also no longer self-sabotage, which mm. is also the more successful we would get in business, the more I would try to self-sabotage because again, all those stories would kick in. Oh right. no, you can't make too much money. 
You can't lead too many people. You can't run too big a business because, dude, you don't deserve it. Oh, imposter syndrome, right? They're gonna fear. They're gonna figure out that that you're that you're a phony. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're faking the funk on the nasty dunk, right? All that stuff. And so, dude, professionally now, we're, I'm truly so. I've got a fivefold mission statement to positively impact millions of people for the kingdom of God, to positively influence the influencers, to raise the next generation to be patriotic world changers, to love the Lord their God with their heart, mind, soul, strength, and body, and to help hungry people identify and pursue their purpose in life. So now I can finally pursue and live out that mission statement that I've had for probably a decade, but now I can really do it. The interview I right. just did with John Lee Dumas, he's a he's got a million downloads on his podcast every single month. Wow. I've been listening to him for, for, for five plus years. The guy's, he's a massive influencer interviewed thousands of entrepreneurs and a buddy of mine kind of helped me set that interview up. Dude, prior to my EQ growth, I would have never done it because I'm wow, like, really? I'm not worthy. This guy's, he's above my, he's above my level. I can't, I'm in kindergarten. This guy's his PhD, right? And it's like, no, 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 dude. I'm God's kid. That dude's God's kid. Right. I've got value to add. He's got value to add. Yep. Let's bring it. You know what I'm saying? Let's bring the heat together. Boom. That's right. I love to hear it. Dude, I think it's so important. I mean, I 100% agree, you know, that the, the podcast, you guys, you guys are putting out some incredible quality content that is, is just helpful for everybody. And I just did Instagram Live last night talking a lot about mental health. And I think that this is an aspect of mental health, of just personal health, you know, of just like personal life living, of personal excellence that is so neglected, is so neglected. So I'm very, very grateful bro, that we could talk about it today. Bro, NC, one, one other thing here real quick. Yeah. The veteran suicide stuff. Yeah. How, again, does the military train on emotional health? No. They don't, they don't go in. I mean, at least that I know of. I mean, they, they sure weren't doing it back in my days. But like, I, I just wonder, I wonder if, 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 you know, how many less soldiers we would lose if, if we would be teaching how to be more emotionally healthy, how to process your emotions, how to, how to be aware of your emotions, how to process your emotions, how to manage your emotions so that, you know, what, what are productive, healthy ways to manage your emotions? What right. are unhealthy, unproductive ways to manage your emotions, right? So anyway, that's another little side note. Yeah. And I feel like that's not even in the conversation, you know, and I think that that's, that's a problem in a lot of people's lives. It's not even in the conversation. It's not even one of the, the areas where we think to evaluate, like, how are we doing on this? You know? And so we're trying to make, yeah, I love what you guys are doing and raising awareness in that. I think it's awesome. So what are, what are a couple of things, you know, I know we mentioned boundaries already. You mentioned one other book, but any other books or, or any other podcasts that you'd recommend people to be able to go and learn more? Yes. Two other books that have been game changer for me running on empty Mm. and running on empty no more and those are by dr janice webb it's spelled j-o-n-i-c-e so it looks like janice but it's janice so dr janice webb uh, running on empty and running on empty no more and and the here's the quick 30 second teaser on her books she specializes in an area of emotional health that is life-changing and that is excuse me, not what happened to you in your childhood, but what didn't happen. Mm. And we, you know, a lot of us can remember what did happen. Oh, you know, my, my I got verbally abused here. I got physically abused here. I got, da, da, da. 
but not many of us remember what didn't happen. Right. When dad didn't show up to the baseball game. Yeah. When, you know, there, there was no conflict resolution in my house in my entire life, right? So, and it's called, the, the, there's a term for it, and it's called childhood emotional neglect. Yeah. And the consequences and the ripple effect and the, and the, the, the how, how childhood emotional neglect can ravage our emotional health is, is significant. And Very so serious. those two books have also been game changers for us as well. Yeah, dude, that's oh, awesome. And, and one, one more is, is codependent no more. Mm. Codependent no more because, again, in many churches, mm-hmm. this happens in a lot of churches, man, a lot of churches, a lot of businesses in the military, a lot of those environments are such that it creates it creates an, a, an unhealthy emotional environment that can breed emotional codependency, right? Mm, oh, yep, well, it's, man, it's, it's, it's the priest. And man, this guy's been a priest for 25 years. Like we can't, we can't question the priest or we can't question the, 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 the board, you know, whatever, the, the, the elders of the church or like, oh man, these guys are holy, righteous people. Like, man, we can't man, we need to, whatever they say, man, we need to No, dude, like you need to, I don't care positions of leadership, <laughs> pastors, preachers, whatever. Everybody needs man. accountability, man. Boom. <laughs> yeah. We are all human beings, fallible yeah. human beings. And it is so easy to become emotionally codependent on people. Mm. And that is a whole another thing that can create a whole series of negative emotional consequences in people's lives. It's a monster. Yeah, dude, that's big. That's awesome, man. Well, this is so good. Thank you so much for joining me today. Bro, thank you, Big NC. I'm so excited for Seeking Excellence and all that you guys are doing to impact this world for God. And just thank you, man, for, for being obedient to God's you know vision for you and purpose for your life, bro, and all the people that you're impacting. So excited, bro, for what what your vision and your your ministry uh and your business and stuff uh does for the world man appreciate thanks you, man no yeah i really appreciate it it's great i mean it's awesome we get to be on this journey kind of together we, we talk about that all the time you know being in similar stages and stuff and yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun we got a lot of a lot of fun memories to make still so. that's right amen brother amen that's right well good man well you take care of yourself thank you so much thanks big nc have a great day brother appreciate you all right thanks man i'll talk to you soon